Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Once again, you listen to the sounds of us, better known as F S Q. You got funk and you got style and you got quality. Cause we got F S Q, baby. show it's called the fsq show just like uh yep the artist and we have danny bedrothian who i've known for quite a while amazing talented musician arranger producer keyboardist synth wizard uh from parliament funkadelic and before we get started danny give us the title that this is a long title but i think it's important so let's give the title of the book that that everyone should go get yeah, thank you, Charlie, for having me, first of all. Thank you for having me on FSQ. I'm really honored to be here. The title is The Authorized P-Funk Song Reference, the Official Canon of Parliament Funkadelic, 1956 to 2023. Okay, right on. And what, is that, what does that mean? I mean, like, you, let's just set it up. Like, right, like, when I think of people that know Parliament Funkadelic songs, like, I can go to you and say, hey, do you remember that Eddie Harris, Ernie Harris song that, that George did, and you know it. Like, how, how did this come all come to be? Uh, so tell us about so, your journey. Yeah, yeah. so uh, even longer than the amount of time that I've been playing for George, you know, I've been with George 20 years now, I've been compiling this book, what would become this book, for about 30 years. So when I was in middle school science class, high school math class, college classes, lecture halls, and I was supposed to be taking notes, I was writing down all the songs Ray Davis sang on or all the songs that Junie Morrison played keys on or things like that. And, uh, and I just had notebooks, piles of notebooks with this information and had collected secondary sources over that first 15 year period. Um, upon joining the band, of course, this was like a passion of mine just to know this information really for myself, not so much for any kind of literary reasons or publishing reasons or 
or even with the intent of necessarily writing a book. Um, but I would ask incessant, tedious questions to my bandmates, to my big brothers. Um, luckily, especially to ones we no longer have around anymore, like my mentor, Bernie Worrell, and like Gary Scheider and Cordell Boogie Mossoon and so many, so many others, um, as well as still living legends that, that we have, like Billy Bass Nelson, who you've worked with quite extensively and with um, people like uh, Blackbird McKnight and Michael Hampton and Gary Mudbone Cooper and, and, um, and just over and over the years, just asking these questions, writing them down. Of course, George as well. And, you know, these guys have always been more than happy to share this information um, with me because in a lot of cases, sort of a going with the primary reason for eventually turning this into a literary work. Um, the, the, the concept that a lot of this stuff is miscredited, uncredited, undercredited, wrongly listed, erroneously listed and, and so on and so forth. Um, so they were always more than happy to do so. Um, upon the coming of the pandemic, I decided to actually make it a reality. And, and if it weren't for the, strange bittersweet happenstance of the pandemic it wouldn't have reached fruition mm -hmm. because i just wouldn't have had the time uh, right. between touring with george playing with my own bands sessions doing my classical residency and everything else everything came to a halt and so i was lucky enough to you know i've told a few people like you know i i as a classical pianist first and foremost i went and learned all the pieces that i always wanted to learn that i always thought were too hard that were just there was no time to learn uh, because I was too busy. Even with the classical residency, they don't want anything virtuosic. They don't want some crazy thirty-page uh, piano toccata or anything like that. They want pretty piano music, Claire de Lune and stuff like that. So I spent hours and hours doing that every day, and I spent hours and hours working on what would become this book. And so that was the period when a I started compiling all this stuff. Um, digitally uh, from the notebooks and from all the information I'd collected and most importantly started um, putting together these primary source interviews because I went to school, uh, graduated and historian, so in history major and the two most important things they teach you in the colloquial is legitimation and primary sources. Without those, a historical work, a reference book, monograph, it, it does not exist as a legitimate uh, uh, work. So I conducted a, almost 70, um, well, about 130 interviews with almost 70 individuals, um, all the way from George to really important managerial people like Archie Ivey, who had been around forever, to engineers, to musicians, vocalists and producers and on and on. So, um, Gar you know, uh, I was really happy to have gotten... Uh, okays to do interviews with uh like something like 66 of the 70 primary sources that i sought out so um was really wow. honored uh yeah it was fantastic um of all of all of the 70 that i chose only four uh didn't get back to me in time or didn't receive the message or i couldn't get to them or whatever um or just chose not to take an interview um okay. but yeah the 66 who did even those whose tenure is separated from mine by 30, 40 years, they treated me like we've been in the same band together forever. Right, you know, so right, it was really right. just like super special, almost like it's a five piece band. Um, and uh, they were super um, kind with their time. 
and gave me all the time that I needed and to ask them all those tedious questions because it's not anything biopic. It's not like road stories. It's specifically to get back to your initial question. It is every song in the P-Funk canon and who played and sang on those songs going in chronological order by artist. So starting with the very earliest recordings by the parliaments going through their whole catalog. And then you mentioned Ernie Harris is actually the second one in there. Then Ernie Harris, then Pat Lewis, Roy Handy and Parlette and going on and on and on chronologically as as the artist first appeared okay wow that's incredible um you know being that we're i I would ask you how to use the book but being that we're a music show and i've got you and i asked you to pick 10 songs and i've got the list up and we're going to go through them because what i'm going to do uh for all of our listeners is we're gonna we're, we're going to play a little bit of danny before each song and, um, you know, please stay tuned for the rest of the show because it's going to kind of be interactive guide with Danny kind of telling us things about the songs. And we're going to start with the parliaments, you said, uh, and you chose the song You Make Me Want to Cry. Tell us about that. Uh, such a good song. It really, um, for those people who are only what year, what year, what year was that? I mean, oh, that- yeah, it's a 50, probably recorded in 57. Came okay. out in late 57, wow. early 58. Yeah, okay, very wow. old. Um, and, uh, oh, forgive me. No, it's recorded in 58, came out okay. in probably late 58, early 59. Um, okay. And it was the B-side to a song called Lonely Island, um, okay. and which was like their single for that in that period. Um, this is a very early iteration of the Parliaments, but not the original. Even by the time of their first acetate recordings, there was already a shakeup in the personnel. So the first acetates are in 1956. The group officially starts in 55. So you've got personnel shifts every year, essentially, okay. going up to like maybe 60, 61, 62, when they finalize the five guys that that we all sort of know as the Parliaments, George, Fuzzy, Grady, Calvin, and Ray. But uh, this is a much earlier period, um, and it really um, exemplifies George Clinton's early tenor falsetto voice, which um, people like Bernie used to talk about, like, like used to say, you know, people don't know what a gorgeous tenor George had back in the day, like how crystal clear, perfect it was. And so this like exemplifies almost more than any it's also in that period where they were being influenced by the coasters and the Isleys. So there was like a little bit of that, um, maybe even pre Isleys, but definitely like the coasters and um, those kind of good time doo-wop, like rocking doo-wop type of um, up-tempo feel songs. And it really, um, for those acquainted with songs like uh, Shout, things like that, it's very much in that vein. Um, and it's, again, it's a very early iteration of the parliaments. Um, is it all vocals? Is it all vocal or is there, are there musicians? No, there are musicians. There are musicians. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's such an early period that even George didn't remember or know who the names of these musicians were only the arranger who I believe is T. Joe Wilshire. And, um, it's, again, a very early iteration of the parliaments. I believe Calvin and, and Grady are the only ones that we know besides George that are on there. There are other names. Johnny Murray, 
um, Larry Fisher, Charles Davis, some of these other guys that just people don't really know because they're from a much earlier iteration. It's all pre-testify, pre-hits. Uh, so, pre-1960. It's pre-1960. That blows my mind. Yeah. There was, going, yeah, there yes. was parliaments in the 50s. That's crazy. Yes, yes. And this is a great example of their sound in the 50s. Yeah, because George would have been like 17, 18. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably 18. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we'll take a listen to that one. you chose okay can't shake it loose by pat lewis tell us about that oh such a great song um pat lewis <clears throat> pat lewis is one of those um artists and vocalists who you can trace back with george almost to the very beginning and they have this you know at least as long as he'd been going to detroit and her relationship with him in p-funk in the studio goes all the way to the modern era so she's one of the few people that you can she never like really left in the studio context, you know? And, um, and, and so uh, she was uh, this, um, is this amazing vocalist. She's still around. She's got just perfect pitch, incredible style. And George used her a lot 
uh, in his early productions. And you can really hear George's uh, vocal arrangement style too in her voice, her learning his vocal arrangements. And um, it's a great tune and it's one that has the Funk Brothers, um, the Detroit Motown house band, most of the stuff in the 60s, not all, but a vast majority of the stuff from like 64 on uh, that George produced and wrote and 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 uh, contributed to uh, features the Funk Brothers, notably, not always, but most of the time, Uriel Jones on the drums and Bob Babbitt on the bass, uh, Eddie Willis wow. and Robert White on guitar. And um, a lot of these are arranged by George's uh, one of George's key writing partners at the time, Mike Terry, who was the okay. uh, baritone sax player for Motown House Band. So. The whole band is the Motown guys. You're speaking the language of the face radio listener. So we have a big Northern soul contingent. A lot of the guy DJs on our station are from the UK. So they love Pat Lewis. Pat Lewis does a lot of our little um, teasers and stings, you know, like you, hi, I'm Pat Lewis. You're listening to face radio. So I know they're going to dig into this one. So we'll, we'll take oh, a listen. Cool. We'll take a listen. listening to the face radio next is i've never heard i'm not sure i've heard him say yeah by the debonairs i'm not sure i've listened to that one i have to so i'm this learning is a, today this is so, a great one yeah. um I, I may have to ask uh, you for the i may have to ask you for the file for it so i can play it on the show <laughs> yeah 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 so, um yeah. The, the debonairs were uh, a female vocal group that george wrote for 
Um, and on this particular track, it features uh, Vivian Lewis on the lead vocal, also known as Tamala Lewis of You Won't Say Nothing fame, another great Northern Soul star, really. Um, she's also the mother of Tracy Trelude Lewis and the grandmother of Patavian and Traphiel Lewis. Um, so this great songwriter in her own regard and um, fantastic stylist and singer. Uh, and it's got this great little organ solo. It's just for people who love Northern Soul, it's it's some really excellent, excellent stuff. And uh, and that one, I think, is kind of a mix of I may have to actually refer to the book here. It's a it, it's a it's a mix of of um, Motown guys and uh, Motown guys. And oh, no, no, it's all. I think it's all Motown guys. Let me see here. Oh, no, we talk about I say, yeah, right. Yes, I say, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's actually yeah. not, that might have been my mistake. It's not even the debonairs, it's the pets. The pets. The debonairs, okay. yeah. So it's the okay. pets, but it is Vivian Lewis, George singing backup on the falsetto parts. And this is interesting because this is um a more New York session, guys, most notably Bernard Purdy on drums. And, Whoa, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. And Chuck Rainey is most likely the bass player, too. So this is like, New York session guys when George was still working in the Brill building and stuff like that in New York City when they were trying to sort of do a Motown East and that uh, that Joe Bet period. Although this was on Carnival Records, okay, which is like a sort of one off. But yeah, yeah, that's All I right. say. Yeah. OK, we're going to listen to that one.
Now, uh, this is one of my favorites. That was My Girl by the Parliament, the original version. Oh, this is oh, me too. What a lush song. Beautiful, lush string arrangement. Um, again, it's all the Motown house band along with the wow. Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Uh, George Clinton on another early first first tenor lead vocal. Um, and the Parliament's basically backing him up. I'm pretty sure that one, by this point, you have... Uh, the original parliaments, um, yeah, the original parliaments, as well as Pat Lewis, Diane Lewis, and Rose Williams, who are known as Hot Buttered Soul, who later went on to be Isaac Hayes' backup singers, all singing backup for George on this record. Great record. Danny, I love these personnel info. And again, I think you're really touching for our face radio listeners, like, some of their favorites, right? Like a hot buttered soul. And, and they, they know, they, they know the Northern soul stuff much better than me. So they're going to love this. Okay. If the girl displayed a smile that almost wrote the fellow's wife, that was my girl. If your composure sounded slips the moment that you saw her lips, that was my girl. Unlike a deck of cards with the four of a kind, there's only one of her and she's all mine. If the sight of her bright your world, that just had to be nobody. We have, uh, we're still in that zone, uh, good old music, the Parliament. I mean, some yeah. people may know that as a funkadelic song, but both of these may have been known as funkadelic songs, but you should see he's using this, the initial version of it. Yeah, yeah, and even the original Parliament's version is one of the first 
songs to feature the original Funkadelics on it. So okay. both could both could be argued as being Parliament songs or Funkadelic songs or Parlia Funkadelic Thang songs. Um, this is where it transitions over from Mot more Motown guys to more the original Funkadelic. So Billy Bass Nelson on the bass, uh, Tiki Fullwood on the drums, Eddie Hazel on guitar, and their original organ player, Billy Korish, on the organ, um, who only stayed around for about a year before they replaced him with Mickey Atkins. And then a year later, they replaced with Bernie Worrell. So uh, very early and a great example of Tiki Fullwood's just funky, funky drumming with the 16th and the heavy foot. And uh, another great George Clinton lead vocal, another great Pat Lewis backup vocal along with the Parliaments. And um, just a really good example of their transition from Northern Soul into more psychedelic, but just really on that line not really on one side or the other, really straddling that line. And a lot of that kind of undefinable um, modes of genre are some of the some of the best stuff that the P-Funk did. So this is a really good example of that. Awesome.
Awesome. Okay. The next one we know, but just curious, like, you know, because now you're kind of getting into some songs that we may know, but want to know why you chose them. I want to know if it's good to you by Funkadelic. To yeah. me, it just, it encapsulates uh, early Funkadelic perfectly. You've got the, um, the, the, the staggered kind of pocket beat of Tiki Fullwood, the simple but super menacing bass, of Billy Bass Nelson with that one note, but it's just so menacing and so powerful. Um, Eddie Hazel's standout lead line and Tal Ross's just chunky rock rhythm guitar with those five and Bernie Worrell just ethereal taking place into outer space and classical and jazz and all kinds of other places. Like some of his most progressive stuff is on this record. And then you've got Eddie Hazel and, and Billy Bass trading the lead vocals and they, you know, the Funkadelics were some great singers in addition to being great musicians. So it's just, to me, in a lot of ways, that trademark early Funkadelic, a great way to get somebody into Funkadelic who doesn't know what it is. This would almost be the first track I would lead somebody to who wanted to hear about Funkadelic. Okay. Well, for if you if listeners, if you haven't heard Funkadelic, we're about to, about to lay it on you. But I'm pretty sure you, you all have.
next we were with 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 Danny Bedrosian. I want Danny to tell us the name of this very important but but lengthy title because it's important for people to be able to find the book. Uh, just give it to us one more time, Danny. <laughs> Which one is it? Which song is it? No, the book. The book title. Oh, I'm sorry. The the, oh, <laughs> the book is the authorized P-Funk song reference, official canon of Parliament Funkadelic, 1956 to 2023. All right. And I will uh, I will make sure to make put the link in the chat for our listeners who are with us right now. And we have Danny Bedrosian, Parliament Funkadelic keyboardist and producer, arranger, classical uh, maestro. He's just a man of many talents. And we're going through the songs that he chose. And we have next, Put Love in Your Life by Parliament. Tell us about this. Mm. I love this one of my favorites. Me too. It's probably in my top five. It's, uh, it's, it's on the Osmium record that came out in 1970 on Invictus, which was the Holland, Dozier, Holland, the three guys who kind of left Motown, who were major songwriters for Motown, started their own label. And Osmium is like a standalone Parliament record record there wouldn't be another parliament record for four more years with up for the downstroke four years later um and this record really shows them it's another really transitional period one of my favorite albums of all time because every single song is is almost a different genre from the last and put love in your life really shows george's influence from the beatles um but i think even the beatles wouldn't have been this daring with the shifts in tone and genre and time shifts there's time changes and key changes and and all kinds of really progressive stuff going on in this song it has about uh six or seven different really distinct parts um some people would almost call it schizophrenic but it works together so well the vocals are amazing you got the original funkadelic guys on the on the on the music and um George and uh, the Parliaments and Pat Lewis singing on it. And it's just an incredible tune. George Clinton, Calvin Simon, Ray Davis, Fuzzy Haskins, Brady Thomas, and Pat Lewis uh, singing on it. And um, just and it massive... does have And it does have Funkadelic on it, you said, as far as... It's yeah, Funkadelic is playing the music. I get, yeah. I get confused because I think one of the tracks on this album, uh, what's his name, uh, Steve Mancha from Holland Dozier Holland is singing on... Uh, come out of the rain it's not even a parliament singer you know yeah, so i get a little also, confused he's also on breakdown but he okay. also has a a well-known pseudonym clyde wilson right. so in the book he's listed as clyde wilson because that was his sort of artist pseudonym name okay um okay. but uh but same person steve mansion okay. clyde wilson same same okay. person and yeah. um but no this one is the uh original problem the original funkadelic ray manette from rare earth is also on this album he was wow. miscredited as being on the first funkadelic album but he's not actually on that he's on this so this is um, why you're here this is why you're here with us danny i love all this information <laughs> it's amazing it's thank amazing. you yeah yeah so it's, um, a, yeah, it's a great tune great song jack's climbing up the ladder mm-hmm. he's gonna make it to the top Although he feels that the ladder is shaking, he won't stop. He just keeps carrying on. Praying that the ladder won't drop. Be a big 
man in demand respect from everyone wallowing in his victory will be his only way of having fun oh he doesn't know he just doesn't know that a one day he might hit the ground but it's always good always good to have just a little love around so
Okay, so now we are at this song. I'm going to try to get through all these respectfully over time. Uh, yeah. the, so the song is familiar. Uh, is the next one? Tell us about this one. I just want to. It's a really smooth one. I think you know. Yeah, it's it's probably my favorite song on my favorite album of all time. And then somebody said to me, "So does that make it your favorite song ever?" I'm like, I guess, but it's definitely my favorite song on my favorite album. It's on Let's which Get is... to the Stage, okay, by Funkadelic. Yeah, which just I remember the first time I heard it changed my life. That whole album just changed my life. And um, you've got you know George and Gary Scheider singing lead on this, and um, Bootsy on the drums and the bass, and uh, Catfish Collins is doing the lead guitar and and bernie on the keys and it's just a incredible sort of example of what george and bootsy used to call their uh silly serious love songs you know and an early example of those and one of the first examples of those sort of silly serious love songs that would later become like a a trademark sound on the ballads of the bootsy rubber band albums yeah it's like I'd but who leads you but but who leads that off vocally? I forget. I mean, it's not George. Gary Gary Scheider. Gary, Gary Scheider does he does the the intro and the chorus, and George does the verses. Okay, he, wow. Because Gary almost to me sounds like um, Grady or Calvin or in the, one of the other parliaments in there. He 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 doesn't sound trademark Gary. I think, and and that wasn't quite his trademark yet. I don't know if you. Feel yeah, he was way. doing. Uh, yeah, he was doing like a rounded, you know, it's very possible that Calvin did the original and that they put Gary over it or something like that, because that kind of stuff happened a lot, too. Mm. There's a lot of songs where Gary and Calvin sing together, and it's kind of hard to discern between the two of them. But this one is definitely Gary um, singing lead, and it was uh, an early Gary Schneider lead vocal. I mean, he'd already done stuff like Cosmic Slop, Sexy right. Ways. Right, Um but this was, uh, you know, he was really a, a standout on this album along with George. So, yeah, this is a, a great example of that. Amazing. Amazing. And what we're doing, uh, listeners, is really trying to give you our love and passion for these individual performers who are just so talented and deserve their own story. And that's kind of the challenge, I think, Danny, of Parliament Funkadelic as a, as a listener and I, I really relate to you because I tuned out all music from 1996 to about 2000. I didn't listen to anything but Parliament Funkadelic because I wanted to learn the catalog. And actually, it's a bummer because I missed out on all this other dance music that was happening at the time. And like I had to catch up. And like when I moved to San Francisco in 2000, so I, I get it. And like they each deserve their own story. That's interesting to know about Gary Scheider with um, the song is familiar. There's a song that I sing whenever I'm sad, feeling bad. There's a place in my head that I go when I'm feeling low. I can trust in the melody, in the song I can find me. Ever since I lost you, I've been so lost too. In our love there is harmony, and I want to see this love through with you. There is a song you can say when the love you have 
song I can relate And I don't got to sink a plate Every word is in time, on time, at all times And I love there is harmony And I want to see his love through with you There is a song How about uh, Everything is on the One by Parliament? I like spacing even. Was that on uh, Clones of Dr. Funkenstein, I think? Yep. Okay. Yep. It's All on right. the Clones of Dr. Funkenstein album, which is a really horn heavy album. And I wanted to kind of include one of those super horn heavy songs. Most of the songs on that album are the Horny Horns, which is Maceo Parker, Fred Wesley, Richard Cush Griffith and Rick Gardner as well as the Brecker brothers, Michael Brecker and Randy Brecker. So it's six horns on most of those songs, as well as probably stacks of horns. So um, very horn dominated. You've got um, Bootsy on the drums and I think Boogie on the bass and um, uh, Gary on the guitar, I believe. Maybe Gary and Bootsy possibly. And then uh, Bernie on the synthesizers. And just uh, a great sort of chant song george and and gary and glenn and mudbone um singing in unison probably Boogie yeah. too yeah um, make sure to make sure to give these last names but i don't think you know we we know who boogie is right, right? like they, so yeah yeah this, 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 this is another boogie Masoon. yeah who's another bass um, player in the parliament funkadelic realm who doesn't get enough credit you know um for being in there so he's playing bass on this and glenn yes. Goyne being the vocalist that you know so th these these names i feel like we we give it, we know them, but they 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 deserve their full full name. And I was going to ask you, how did um, Parliament get the Brecker brothers? Like, what's that story? Yeah, no, so, you know, I don't really know for sure. I just know that they were mutual fans of each other's music, and it may have been through the horns themselves. Like Maceo and Fred and those guys might have brought the Breckers with them. I know that one of the first sessions they had done with the Breckers was Handcuffs on the prior uh, Parliament album, Mothership Connection, which was uh, arranged by Bernie. So the connection might actually be Bernie Worrell, the keyboard player, who arranged all the horns that Fred Wesley didn't arrange were usually arranged by Bernie Worrell. And um, on the Clones of Funkenstein album, I believe side A is all arranged by Fred Wesley and side B is all arranged by Bernie Worrell. So everything mm. is on the one being on the, the B side, I believe is a Bernie arranged one. And then also I wanted to mention uh, one of the singers as well on this song and on a lot of the songs from this album and the last one, Mothership, is Taka Boom, who is 
Shaka Khan's sister. I know her very sad. well. Yeah. 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 Shaka Boom. Wow. I yeah. didn't know she's on this. So, she's on, on a lot of, uh, she's on a lot of Norman Whitfield, like used her a bunch. Yeah. So there's some overlap between Norman Whitfield and Billy Bass and her and this whole thing. So, yeah. And also keep in mind, I mean, not to go too off track, but Norman Whitfield used to go to the Funkadelic shows in 68, 69, 70, and with his tape recorder and just record the songs that they were playing. And that's where Psychedelic Shack came from. It came from a Funkadelic groove, a jam. And that's where the dun dun I can't get next to you comes from by the Temptations. Wow. It's from Funkadelic, because Funkadelic does it all the time. They've been doing that for forever, you know, so. Yeah, well, it's incredible, the connections, Danny. Incredible. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to listen for Taka Boone's vocals on that.
from the soul of Brooklyn. You're listening to The Face Radio. And now we have As In uh, by Bootsy's Rubber Band. I have a feeling we're going to run out of time. You know, I mean, let's let's try to get as many of these in. I mean, yeah, yeah. As in is a great met, uh, 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 ballad from Bootsy's Rubber Band. Features Eli Fontaine on the saxophone from Motown, well known for the saxophone intro on What's Going On. Played all that stuff, um, and you know, great uh, Bernie uh, electric piano stuff on there, and it's just a classic uh, George and Bootsy written. Um, a silly, serious love song again. And this is one that had been remade several times. Um, George did a version of this. And also uh, um, Jessica Cleves did a version of this as well. How do we hear those, Daddy? Where do we... Where Do you... Do you are they, you holding they, on they re, to music? They no, they re-released them. They re-released them. So uh, in their original form. So the Jessica version you can hear on... Um, on I Shake the Gate? By Funkadelic. Okay. And and but it's, it doesn't have any additional parts. It's the original. And then uh, the George version, I think, is on Gangsters of Love. Okay, I'll listen. Yeah. I'll listen for those. Yep. So these are great. We're learning things today. We're gonna actually we'll play those versions. We'll we'll play them in the show. We can do um, because we have this broadcast rule where we're not allowed to play any more than three songs by a particular artist. But because right. George Clinton and this universe is so wide, I think your list your list is fine. We're going to be able to. Uh, I think we only have three Funkadelics. I think we'll be able to play everything on here.
shy A tear of laughter as unhappy A sight of pleased, a sweet of sound as in beautiful For me to hold you close I like as in wanting And the next one is another artist that we can play because it's not the same name. And that's, this is Amherst by Brides of Funkenstein. Tell us about this track. 
Yeah, Amorous is a great, great funky track from the Bride's first album, Funk or Walk. It features uh, 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 Jim Wright, who uh, was the original Parlette drummer, even though it's a Bride song, um, on drums, and Rodney Skeet Curtis, who would come into the P-Funk fold around this time, 77, 78, uh, on bass, and is just super funky. Um, Never heard of Jim Wright before. Sorry, so this is, again, why you're here, Danny. Jim Wright, also known as JW, a lot of times he's called JW. And he did a lot of albums from around 86 all the way through the 90s and 2000s. He still has a solo career, lives out in the Atlanta area. And um, he is the brother of Debbie Wright, the original Parlette. So, um, yeah, and he played on things like Pleasure Principle from the first Parlette album. He's okay. also on who, who Says a Funk Band Can't Play Rock. He played drums on that. Wow. I'm going to go. We're going to play that one, Danny, just to hear the drums, because I love that song. It's like yeah. a Junie. I think it's a Junie-led song, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So Junie Morrison from the Ohio Players who joined the world. So we're we're getting off track of these songs, but definitely that's like why I want to <laughs> listen to these things closely. I'm going to listen to Amorous by uh, Brides of Funkenstein for, for J.W., J- Jim Wright's drummer, drumming. And that's what we're here for, is to bring life to all of these incredible musicians. I mean, everybody has a distinct sound. One of the things I'm really getting into trying to listen for is Tyrone Lampkin's drumming, not just yeah. in the Parliament Funkadelic world, but also he did a lot of sessions in North Jersey with a lot of funk bands, like like uh, Busta Jones from who played with the Talking Heads, there's this Busta Jones record. I know Tyrone Lampkin, one, one, it's one of the, what's well, in the book. I'm sure if there's, somebody's played <laughs> on something, it's in the book. Um, and, you know, um, I'm pro- hoping my record made it there somehow. But anyway. It's in just, the book too. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, mine's well. But this is why, you know, like I, Danny, I could talk to you all day long. And, you know, I, I apologize. Sometimes I get caught up in the moment of the show and your plays, but we need to hang out and talk more parliament funkadelic stuff and this is great
Thank and you. we'll do the next one is OI by Funkadelic. Yeah, OI is a song that's on the last Funkadelic album of its era, Electric Spanking of War Babies, came out in 1981. Um, and originally was going to be a Parliament song. They had a version with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra and the Brecker Brothers uh, horns and, and stuff like that. But they stripped that stuff off of it, added a Michael Hampton guitar solo and um, turned it into a song for Funkadelic um, on what was originally going to be a double album, the Electric Spanking War Babies, but uh, was 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 brought down to a single album status. Uh, there was a lot of talk of a lot of different songs that were supposed to be on that album, like Atomic Dog supposedly was supposed to be on that album. Um uh, some other kind of unreleased, later released favorites like Mayday and Eye Angle and Too Tight for Light were all supposed to be on that album. So it was originally going to be a much bigger album, but OI was one of the ones that made the cut. And it's another example of George and Gary Scheider uh, switching lead vocals. And um, it's got a great bass line from Rodney Skeet Curtis, piano from Manon Salsby, who was one of the pianists for Parlette, um, Kenny Colton on the drums. Uh, a lot of the Parlet guys, Jerome Ali on guitar, Gordon Carlton on guitar, and um, and and Gary. So I think there's like three or four guitars on that track, along with Michael Hampton. Um, and yeah, just a, a one of my favorite songs from that record. The Can we play the is... Parliament version? Which version would you like us to play? Because the Parliament version was uh, issued with that 12-inch compilation that Universal put out. So which version would well, you like us would... to play? I think I'd like to play the Funkadelic version just because um, that way we can do the amount of Funkadelic songs right. and the amount of Parliament songs right. that, that, right. that we can right. do. Right, 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 right. But they're same session players, right? You're saying they just stripped it down. Yep. Say, okay. It's the same session. It's not a different, it's not a remake like a lot of the other stuff. It is the same session. It's just things were put in and taken out to make it more Funkadelic or more Parliament.
I'm going to skip ahead because I know you have to leave in, in a minute. Um, let's You're good. Talk... I mean, however, oh, okay. we can go through okay. all of them. Okay. okay, let's go through all of them then. Um, Bodyguard by George Clinton. This is one of my favorite tunes. I don't forget. I, maybe because it's Junie. I, I don't. I, there's the other one on there that I like a lot too, which I, uh, I'm forgetting comes after Bodyguard. Maybe it's Bodyguard that I like. Baby, let bodyguard. me be your bodyguard. Yeah. For you, my favorite song on that album, <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, George Clinton, Gary Scheider, and Lige Curry on the lead vocals. This okay. is that era of like a zillion backup vocalists. Everything after Knee Deep had a ton of backup vocalists. The Parliament sound, Parliament Funkadelic sound, became synonymous with these massive vocal ensembles. So you've got Gary Scheider, Lige Curry, Bootsy Collins, Junie Morrison. Robert yeah. Peanut Johnson, Clip Payne, Mudbone Cooper, Ron Ford, wow. Ray Davis, Shirley Hayden, Malia Franklin, Jeanette Magruder, Sheila Horn, Andre Williams, Cuz, Linda Scheider, and Lushawn Clinton all singing backups on that. Um, okay. Boots, Bootsy on the drums and the percussion, Bootsy and Junie doing bass parts together. Um, 
Bootsy Blackbird, Bootsy and Blackbird on guitar, and Junie on all the keyboards. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you have to go out and like get vinyl, like so you could find these credits? Like, did you were you like do you own a lot of these things that you you can actually look own, because? Yeah. Yeah. So I own all of almost everything in the book except okay. for the stuff that I, I had to go and find some things like some gaps I didn't have, but they're very few. However, to ascertain this information, uh, this was all based on primary sources. So although the liner notes tell you everybody who played on the album, they don't tell you who played on the song by song. So I got this information from my dozens and dozens and dozens of primary. Gotcha. Sources. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's really important. Um, we'll talk more about credits in a bit, but but um, okay, so that was Bodyguard. It is one of my favorite jams. We're going to listen to it now.
you picked another one of my favorites, which is Maximum Isness. Tell us why this one <sighs> is in the in the list. Yeah, you, you and me have similar taste. I think it's uh, it's another one of my favorites too. It's a uh, it's a song that Bill Laswell co-produced, um, and I think was initially supposed to be maybe on one of the Axiom label recordings, or maybe it was just a trade with George or something, because uh, yeah. he had done um, the uh, Jess Grew song that was on axiom funk and then they had done maximum business together and it has basically the same lineup of people um and uh herbie hancock that material uh, album that material album i forget what it's no not the material Uh, one not the material one the axiom funk right but i'm saying that material album has like bernie and the horny horns and bootsy on it i'm forgetting the name of it e or the third power, that's it. Third power. But now there's songs from the third power on Axiom Funk as well. But Axiom okay. Funk is Funk Funk Chronomicon is the name of okay. the album. Okay. And it's got Praxis, Material, George Clinton, Funkadelic, Eddie Hazel, The Last Poets, all on one record. And most of the songs on there aren't available anywhere else. Um, yeah. this was recorded around the same time as that. So it ended up on George's Hey Man Smell My Finger album, 1993, and it has um you know, Bootsy on guitar, Herbie Hancock on a standout piano solo, um, Ibe Dang on percussion. You've got all kinds of like trumpet and flugelhorn and euphonium and tubas and bassoons on this thing, flutes, saxophones, and um, George on the lead vocals and George Mudbone Cooper, Bootsy and Malia Franklin on the backup vocals. So it's a wow. great classic track, real dark vibe to it too. It's got that eerie kind of Bill Laswell ambient sound mixed in such a good song i wasted a session at bill Laswell's studio with, with my stupid ass voice on it and and i had the master tapes and they burned up in a fire which is oh, just so wow. sad yeah that's, that, so that's sad. that because i would have liked to redone them without my voice like you know mix them without my voice right <laughs> take my voice out of it take my voice out of it it's the, the filter fish boy and the map song with Billy bass, Gabe, uh, Wilbur Harris, and oh, and Stozo was there. And we did that at, at Greenpoint Studios in New York. What a, a legendary studio with the Neve board and the two wow. inch tape. So, so I, I have very strong feelings for we'll play one of those later after your list. Something social, what I wouldn't eat if I wasn't on a diet. Say something political, I'm dying to eat it. Say something funky. Where's the lumps of my gravy? Where's the lumps of my gravy? Where's the lumps of my gravy?
food for thought. Ella, would you like to say grace? Enlightening, baby. Thanks, but no thanks. Oh, let's see. you didn't pick like my favorite album from you you picked something from that same era which was bodyguard but you for, skipped over like every cut on that album is a jam to me and you skipped over it and see which if you one guess Sh- it shouldn't have been fish no incorporated band thing oh incorporated oh, yeah. thing 
incorporated thing thing band every song yeah. on that we're gonna play some of that in the show because it's another artist name we can use every song on that album still tight uh uh 30 whatever the one about body measurements uh body jacking um uh, uh what's the other one uh just that that album to me is like storyteller storyteller uh, still, still, still tight. tight what yeah. if the girl says yes that one um, what if the girl says yes oh my god that's like a silly... one of my favorites yeah we're gonna play something that. from that what if the girl said yes we'll play that who wrote that one that's that a tracy um, is that a tracy that's, thing? no that's that's i think george george he sings amp. super high in that george yeah, amp. well so, so talk about yeah. amp 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 fiddler i mean amp you're, fiddler you're... is all over that record he comes in around 86 he's from there like eight like 86 to 96 97 yeah. okay. uh keyboard player that came in during that era was super um important to the sound of the p-funk from the late 80s to the mid 90s and um i played with him quite a bit too he came back in the band for about a year in 2016 mm. um but what if the girl says yes just for fun it's George, okay. Andre, Lige, and Gary Scheider singing lead on that one. It's so beautiful. I mean, that's Gary's falsetto that I'm thinking of that's in there.
We've got to get back to the last last two here that I I got went from I jumped ahead, jumped out of that for but never never ending my love I mean that one oh. is such a story I never heard the early demos of it but I remember there was this big record deal and were you playing on that uh, Danny were you in the band by that point Well, sort of. So I'm not on the record, but um, when I first came down to record with George, I was 19 years old, and they were working on the ill fated mammoth records funkadelic album the last time zone this is a great thing for your show because this is one okay. i haven't really talked about okay um this is an album that never saw the light of day that was um featured the return of george bootsy and bernie together it has a lot of the original guys on it and it wasn't released because mammoth records got swallowed up by disney and all the albums that were supposed to be released at that time were not, were not released. So I came down to Monticello, Florida, when they were still in the recording and mixing phase of that, of that album. Um, so it was like 99, 2000. And um, Never Ending Love was one of the songs they were doing, Paradigm, Yesterday, Deja Vu. Now, some of these songs ended up on two albums. They ended up on... How Late Do You Have to Be Before You're Absent by George Clinton, the P-Funk All-Stars, 2005. And a few of them ended up on Shake the Gate by Funkadelic in 2014. But for as many as made it on, probably double that amount never came out. So there's a great one with Henry Rollins 
and Angelo from Fishbone called Asswipe that never came out. There's one called Adam and Eve that George and Gary did with Frankie, Waddy, and a whole bunch of other people that's like super amazing. There is Viagra. Well, Viagra came out, but Oil Spill never came out, which is like a super funkadelic jam from that period. Um, there's a bunch of stuff, but Never Ending Love, I remember hearing it in the studio and saying to myself, wow, the best P-Funk hasn't even come out yet. Like to me, hearing it after like, you know, whole periods of more new wave influence stuff, more dance and kind of 80s influence stuff, and then more hip hop influence stuff. Then there's this never ending love. And it's like, without being a throwback, it's classic funkadelic while still looking towards the future. And it just had everything that I, I felt that I wanted in my P-Funk. And yeah. it hadn't come out yet. And it did end up being released five years after I first heard it on how late do you have to be before you're absent? That's where people can hear it now. And um, again, just a huge vocal ensemble. And we also played this live two times. Mm. Uh, once was in Lugano, Italy. And we had these really big rehearsals for it um, in New Jersey right before the tour. And and because it was the vocally, it is so ornate. There's what year so was that? Time. What year was that? I wonder if I saw it live. I don't know. We we we, we did it oh five oh five or oh six um, right after the album came out. Probably oh six. Probably the yeah. summer of oh six. And there's a DVD, a, a professional, a professionally released DVD of the Lugano show, so people can oh. buy it or can see it or see it on YouTube. Um, Lugano, Switzerland. Yeah, we'll, yeah. I'll see if we and, can play uh, that too. Yeah, that's and amazing. it's just a classic. And George Clinton, Gary Scheider, Robert Peanut Johnson, Mudbone Cooper, Lige Curry, Pat Lewis, Sandra Fever, Paul Hill, Steve Boyd, Sandra Fever, favorite. Yeah, Sandra Fever. Yeah. I should have worked with her while she was with us because her voice is that funkadelic album that she she's on is just she's by incredible. way of the drum. Yeah, yeah, she's incredible. And, uh, and and Sheila Brody and Cliff Payne, all of them on vocals. Uh, Frankie Cashwaddy on drums. Rodney Skeet Curtis on bass. Blackbird McKnight, Dallas Austin, the producer of, of um, SWV fame. And Colin, Colin Wolf, another well-known producer, all on guitar. And an amp, Fiddler, and Bernie on keyboards. Who's playing sitar on that? Because that's what kind of gave it. I don't really like the Beatles, but it, I felt like it had a little bit of a Beatles vibe with that. There's a sitar yeah, solo, I think. On I think it's actually a guitar synthesizer playing a okay. playing a sitar sound. Okay. Um, it's either Blackbird or Colin Wolf, but it's okay. probably Blackbird because he had the guitar synth back in those yeah. days. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's got and a little bit like of a harpsichord. Beatles. Yeah. There's like a harpsichord yeah. thing there, too. I think that's amp. And it's like the sixties, sixties psychedelic kind of soul thing that's or or Beatles leaving kind of thing in that. So that I can't yeah. wait to play it. We'll play we'll play the live we'll play the, the recorded version, but in a few weeks ahead we'll play the live version. Everybody wish I would It's never ending my love It is never ending 
Also taken from the same album. How late do you have to be before you're absent? 421. Everybody wish I would die so I could write my life story. They tell a lie and then they cry. Without the glory, they love to write a song about me. How they did wrong about me, and how they're sorry that I passed away. But it's never ending, my love. It is never ending, my love. And I reply, the 12th of November, you want to get along without me, so how you write a song of me, and how the fuck has somehow saved you today, it is never ending my love, it is never ending my The funk would die to reply. Funk lives forever. They ask me when, where, or why, and I reply, the 12th of November. You never get along without me. So when you write your song about me,
more left um and i'm glad i touched on the incorporated band thing it's like that one and and the the jimmy giles album uh which oh, yeah. we'll play so did jimmy do you have any comments on that jimmy giles album before we go yeah, to the last jimmy chapter? G- Jimmy yeah. G and the Tackheads is, is a yeah. lot of the same people that was on Incorporated Thang Band, albeit uh, three years before. Cause so mm. like the Jimmy G album is a lot closer to some of my best jokes of friends in time. Okay. Because okay. uh, Jimmy G's album, I think is 85. Some of my best yeah. jokes of friends is 84, 86. 85, 86. 86 okay. 86, yeah. And then uh, Incorporated Thang Band is way later, is well, not way later, but 89. Um, okay. So I got Towards you. the end of the 80s. And okay. uh, there was a period when Incorporated Thang Band was almost going to be a Jimmy G and the Tackheads album, too. It was a lot of the same people. Both those albums have a Robert Peanut Johnson-led song. Both those albums have a couple Steve Washington-written tunes. A couple of those, you know, they have a lot of the same people. Blackbird, Andre Fox, Lige Curry, uh, Patty Walker, uh, uh, Trey Lude. And it's a lot of the same people, that 80s era. My favorite era. My favorite, oh, one of my favorite eras. It's just, you know, it's it's like, such amazing music. And Thomas Dolby coming into the scene with, you know, on some of my best jokes or friends is like that. That's to me that that's what got me into George. I think a little bit more because wow. when I first heard George, I heard Atomic Dog. I thought Atomic. We got to touch on this before before I let you go. I first heard Atomic Dog. I thought that was a white record. Okay. I thought that was a new because everything was being played on the radio then, right? Like you would yeah. hear Duran Duran on black radio, or it didn't matter. Like everything was playing, and I heard that I was like, "This record is so far out." You know, I thought there was a Thomas Dolby type record. It was some some new wave British guy, right? Did this De- Devo or, or something? Uh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then I hear, and then I heard, and I've read about some of my best jokes and friends. I'm like, I got to get this record because I'm a Thomas Dolby fan. Not because I was a George Clinton fan. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is the same guy that did Atomic Dog. Now it's all making sense. George Clinton is a new wave star. From the soul of Brooklyn, you're listening to The Face Radio.
days. And your father. George Clinton is a new wave star. I wasn't thinking about the funk of it. And then, Danny, what happened was, I was like, well, you know, when hip hop came out, this samples Parliament. I'm like, what's Parliament? I've never heard of Parliament. Like, well, you know, George Clinton. No, George Clinton's this new wave, like R&B new wave guy over here. What are you talking about, George Clinton? So I didn't, I, there was a, a five-year gap from the time I started loving George Clinton all the way up until I found out about Parliament Funkadelic, despite the fact there's all this Pedro Bell artwork. But I never really dug into Pedro Bell being the cover artist that was kind of referencing how these things are yeah. connected. I didn't figure it out for five years because I'm a dumb dumb. So that's no, that's no. My, I think a story. lot of people, a lot of people have that st- type of story where they knew about Funkadelic but not Parliament or vice versa. More often than not, or they had found out through George's career, but then later was like, oh, Parliament Funkadelic, that was his band. Like no idea. It, he was really good at. He was trying to convince the record labels of such. And in doing so, a lot of the fans were on on that bandwagon as as well, uh, erroneously. But it still it worked that way, and stylistically, um, it worked that way too. And you you bring up an interesting point about a lot of people thinking it was a, a white record. Sixteen years before, the Parliaments scored their first number one hit based on the fact that a lot of people thought that was a white record. I want to testify. Wow. So, but it's so soulful that, though. It's like it's weird. It's like it's yeah. like Motown, but off off beat it's weird yeah so. it was it, it was soulful but it was uh uh there a lot of white records were going towards that sound as well because well, motown was really for everybody at that time so to your point to your point the guy from queen i think or somebody covered i mean i want to testify it was covered by roger taylor i think of queen a of or a lot of white people have covered that that record yeah i, I, I not they're not coming to my head right now but so many people have um God and what's her name? Snow, Phoebe Snow. No, she did the the Temptations one that Billy did, but they've been covered. So yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't know yeah. people knew it was a white record. Love counts, love. If we work together, the pressure. 
Well, we have one more left. And again, it's been so great to have you on the face radio. And um, I think what we'll do for listeners is we'll try to transcribe this and put it up on the website so you can read it. Um, but uh, Danny, a really pleasure to have you. And we've got one left, which is, uh, I guess, like one of the more recent um, Parliament productions, Dada. Ah, uh, yeah, Dada, yeah. Now, this is one I am proud to say that I'm on. And uh, it's on the Medicaid Fraud Dog album that came out in 2018. Um, and it's, uh, it's a lot of people's favorite song on that, on that record. And um, uh, like I said, I played uh, keys on it. And you've got uh, Chris Dave on drums um and uh uh you've got fred wesley on trombone along with uh, a a huge horn section of guys that came from florida state university that fred was working with in the studio at the time with his with his uh tra- with his uh um, notation and stuff his arrangements big horn section and uh you got george clinton mudbone cooper brandy scott Treze lewis clinton robert peanut johnson and myself uh, singing vocals on that mm. and uh danny and, you're a great uh, singer as i discovered uh this year when you played at the whiskey uh go go in la uh you're you're beautiful i mean like i i kind of knew but i didn't know until you did your own kind of show so oh thank you yeah. i appreciate yeah. that yeah thank you. yeah um so. and uh you got ricky tan doing some of the programming and uh it's you know this more recent era i wanted to include at least one from the most recent album and uh, Medicaid Fraud Dog is a good example of like new parliament because George really focused in on um, eschewing those values of classic parliament. Lots of horns, vocal dominance, keyboards, uh, uh, song related, you know, really songwriter related stuff, uh, but in a new era. So uh, Dada is one that is a lot of people's favorite. And I just thought I would include that to sort of cap off the the chronological uh look at people i can't i can't remember it so i'm glad we're going to get to play it here on the radio now Give yourself a hand, better yet give yourself two 
Receiving, conceiving when you get what's coming to you. And now what's later, it's early life. Even premature overdue, all right on time, baby, sure. you one more because you have your own act 
I believe it's Danny Bedrosian's Secret Army. And yep. which, what would be like a quintessential Secret Army tune that we could, because we can play that. It's not one of the three, you know, we can right. get it in. So we can play that. So what what song, a Secret Army song, would you like us to play? Uh, one that's like a standard that's become sort of a standard of ours that we play everywhere is called Reaction Time. And okay. there's uh, there's several live versions of it, but the studio version is on the 2010 album Monster Piece. And okay. uh, Reaction Time, that's, yeah, Reaction Time. That's a good one. I think I think you guys will like that. And uh, <coughs> it's, it's one we do with almost all our Secret Army shows. Uh, kind of a funky uh, Rhodes type of vibe. And uh, kind of a good example of my writing style. Okay. I'm excited to get into it. I never stick a birthday cake for pancake. Secret Army. Bars from Cozy. Save your reaction time for crossing the finish line. Watch out for warning signs. Side effects may be going blind. Mm, for silly things talking about. Sweet feet. You may want to sit down. 
And Danny, this has been amazing. It's the authorized P-Funk uh, song, song reference. Rep- I'm just trying to read it, the poster by you. The official, oh. <laughs> just trying to read it. So the official <laughs> canon of Parliament Funkadelic, 1956 to 2023. And um, you're here to hear first. I think there's an FSQ record in there. So I'm I'm excited to dig into it. And uh, it, it's going to be on my doorstep tomorrow. So um, I'm nice. really proud of you, Danny. This has been great. I'd love to have you on the show again. And, uh, you know, I'll stop it there. But basically, to make sure I stop. Um, how do I stop my pro? Just make sure I get it. I got it.
That's how it is. 